Love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. What lies do you believe about love? I'm Zara Hairston, an author and relationship coach who helps mistreated women struggling with toxic attachments to set boundaries in unhealthy areas so they can maintain their personalized emotional growth goals. Welcome to my podcast, What Kind of Love Is This?, where I uncover common deceptions that lead us to accept what isn't even love. Brought to you by ZaraHairston.com. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling or therapy. It is intended for informational purposes only. Hey, True Tribe. I know my voice is all scratching and stuff, but I'm so excited to talk to y'all. Did you live and love in the whole truth and nothing but the truth since we last talked? I know I took a much needed break. So it's been about four weeks or so since our last talk, but I'm back. So welcome back to a new week where you can what? Find motivation to move forward stronger or try again if that was not the case since the last episode. Have some of y'all started memorizing that? I'm trying to say that like every episode so we can get in the habit of that understanding. Moving forward though, episodes will be released on the second and fourth Friday. So you got a little more time to work out what we discuss here in between each episode. Before we get into the live for today, how many of you visited my shop to order some Truth Tribe apparel? If you have not already, I made it nice and easy for you. Simply click the link in the description to order your purchase help to support my free content. So pause this episode and shop now. Or remember to shop this store when you finish this episode. You can also support by visiting ZaraHairston.com support. There you'll find a few different ways to support on a one-time or now monthly basis. So if you enjoy my content and it helps you grow, please consider showing your support. Also, I am closer to opening my life coaching schedule for new clients. I have been getting a number of um, forms and I'm reading the section where you detail why you want the coaching. And some of your reasons really make me feel like just rush and start now. But I can't do that because then I won't be honoring my priorities or yeah, or even you. I really do appreciate your patience. I'm talking about I seriously do. And I'm moving at the most healthy pace that I can to create openings. If you need coaching, please visit ZaraHarrison.com slash coach me to get on the waiting list or the link will be in the description. But when you get there to that coach me link, there's also an option to join the support group I'll be starting. It's one of the options right at the bottom of the form um, that you can click between the two options. Just note with life coaching, it's one-on-one, which is more personalized and individualized time with me on setting boundaries and toxic relationships. While the support group, which is different, includes multiple participants looking for consistent motivation as an extension to either completing life coaching with me or those who already have the basics of setting boundaries but need encouragement and motivation with managing what they already have understanding and application in. 
But also when you become a level three patron, I referenced earlier, I now have a, a option where you can support this podcast and what Truth Tribe does on a monthly basis um, through becoming a patron. When you become a level three patron, you'll get access to the support group along with a few other perks and benefits. Know that there will be a filtering process to make sure that you have either completed life coaching with me or you have some basic understandings about setting boundaries before you're added to that support group. Um, but for more information on becoming a patron to access that perk or support monthly, use the patron link in the description. Now, the lie we're going to deal with in this episode is, I don't know what to do. And I'll just say up front, this lie, more often than not, is just a replacement for not really wanting to do what we realize we must, including planning how to do the thing we know we need to do. In other words, in most cases, it's not that we don't know what to do, but that we don't really want to do the thing we know to do. Don't y'all miss the podcast. I'm so glad that I'm back. But anyway, while you may not be in a physically abusive relationship, many are in a very destructive relationship emotionally. And often, like I posted on Instagram at Zara Hairston, scripture equates verbal assault to murder. And that's how it can feel like you're dying in a relationship with someone who constantly hurts you with their words because according to the most high you are check out scriptures like mishlai the original hebrew name for proverbs and i could be saying that wrong i'm practicing my hebrew y'all but chapter 18 verse 21 that scripture talks a little bit about that and some others but those invisible hurts and pains can become just as physical as the marks of a battered, physically abused person. Just one example, you ever been really stressed and you feel it somewhere in your body, like your neck cramps up, your back starts to hurt really sore, you get headaches. You know, stress is a silent killer. And people commonly say that without understanding how the degree at which this level of seriousness about stress really exists. You stress can kill you because angst builds up in your body. It's like, ain't no, I don't know what to do with it. So it starts to create certain disease in you. So when people say words don't hurt or emotional abuse isn't as serious as physical abuse, that's not even abuse because you can't, it's no bruises. Oh, it's happening. And it eventually will turn physical if you allow it to keep going on. I just, trauma in childhood is so common. We often don't realize it's the very thing destroying who we are as adults. To move past it, we have to go back to where it began. It came to pass, book one, in the beginning. Visit itcametopass.com for more information. That's it came, the number two, pass.com. I wish we understood how dangerous destructive relationships are to not just our emotional health, but our physical health. But anyway, like I was saying, while you might not be in a physically abusive relationship, many, many are in a very destructive relationship emotionally. And so I wanted to share with you some reasons many physically abused survivors stated they didn't know what to do. 
and see if you, who may not be abused physically, can relate in some ways when it comes to you saying you don't know what to do about the toxic relationship you may be in. Those reasons include, and I'm just gonna say them, hopefully you can pick up where one is ending and a new one is starting. Those reasons include, I believed I could love the abuse out of them. I thought that love would conquer all. Society perpetuates a ride or die mindset. I stayed and then left, but got back together again because I felt pressure from everybody to not give up, to just forgive and forget and ride it out. People made me out to be in the wrong for leaving and not being quote unquote loyal, even though they were endangering and hurting me without repentance. Being controlled and hurt is traumatizing. It made me confused, doubtful, and even caused self-blame. Their constant accusations wore me out to the point of despair and guilt. So I believed I deserved it. And I was so ashamed, embarrassed, and full of blame. I actually thought it was me triggering them. They destroyed my self-esteem so much. I felt like it was impossible to start fresh without them. After every toxic argument, event, situation would come our makeup phase. So they would hurt me, but then do something really nice or even say sorry and promise never to do it again. So it would temporarily lessen what they originally did and so they did it again. They had such a hard life event and told me God wouldn't want me to leave them. So I felt like they needed me to make them better. I could fix them up into a better lover. I could make them feel like they were worthy of love that they never got. They told me it was either my friends and family or them. Every time a healthy friend or family member stood up for me, they had to be disposed of. Any of those reasons sound familiar to you? Many of those statements usually come from people living a lie and not love. So they may say things like, I don't know what to do, when inside, they know more of what they need to do than not, but don't feel enough confidence to do it because of those very same reasons. And that's how we can find ourselves living a double life and in turn, an unstable life. Here I go with my Hebrew word again, y'all. Yaakov, which is the original Hebrew name for James. Chapter one, verse eight says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But that word double-minded, what are some attributes of a double mind? Most people would say it's basically wavering between two things, two options, two choices. But consider it on a deeper level. To have a double mind is similar to operating two souls in one body or two hearts in one body. Abnormal, right? To also stay at the place of uncertainty. And when we do that, we walk in instability. 
Hence, the latter part of the scripture saying, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You ever feel like many other parts of your life are falling apart because of the uncertainty you say you have about this one part? Like, because I stay in the place of uncertainty, everything else is dilapidating. I'm not performing well on my job. My parenting skills are strained. I'm snapping on them. I don't even know what they got to do next, what homework assignments, this, that. I can't really nurture them or give them the proper attention. They may be falling behind in school. I don't even know what goals to have anymore. None of my other relationships even feel healthy either because of this one. And the list goes on. So unstable that we stay confused, become restless in that confusion and only promote more uncertainty and behave like, here I go with my Hebrew, y'all, Romaim, which is Romans 7.15, which says, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Listen, I know that toxic relationships can deceive us into thinking we have no power. They rob our beautiful confidence in the most high. Like he ain't got no way out and no plan or strategy for us. Leave us afraid to value just how fearfully and wonderfully made the most high says we are. But when we have a relationship with Yah, his Ruach lives in us. So we do have power, confidence, and value to choose love that is true. Because after all, what kind of love constantly leaves us battling uncertainty? Remember, love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. I'm Zara Hairston, sending you the comfort of truth. Do you need more individualized support to identify, overcome, and prevent toxic attachments? Your need and my expertise might just be a match. Go to zarahairston.com slash coach me to find out. Yeah, bless. Thanks for enjoying this podcast.